1: Well, hello and welcome once again to another uh, exciting time here with Women of Grace Bible Study Group, Bible Study Talk. And today we're starting on study two entitled The Revelations in the King's Chamber. This begins our journey With our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, in the King's Chamber. This is an exciting chapter in preparation of the Bride. And uh, we have been studying this book since last year. And we're just now making it into study, too. When it comes to studying, we must take our time um, in uh, studying the Word of God. We cannot rush or pass by anything, so that's why this new month, glory to God, is on study two, and praise the Lord, we're going to take our time again in this particular study, because in this study, hallelujah, and the king's chamber um, is where the Lord reveals you to you, hallelujah, and um, how... uh, the Holy Spirit wants to enter into your heart and begin to change things. Glory to God. Many times, hallelujah, we don't want God to show us our heart or show us who we are. Glory to God. Because we, we don't want to see it. We, you know, we want to continue to wear our mask and uh, portray to be something or someone that we're not. Glory to God. But you know, God sees all things. He sees what's on the table of our heart. He sees our motives. He sees what we're thinking. Glory to God. He, he sees it all. And uh, we're going to get into that study. I'm going to play, uh, play some more music, wait for other participants to join the conference call, and then we're going to get right into it. God bless you.
2: Praise the Lord! Hey, Sister
1: so suggest- to <laughs> just listen to some music for a minute, setting our um, setting the atmosphere and uh, putting our minds on the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord! Praise you! Wow!
1: You Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that we can come before you with confidence, knowing, Lord God, that you hear us when we call unto you, O oh, Father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Father, before we even get started into prayer. Father, we come before you with repentant hearts asking you for your forgiveness, Lord. That, Father, we may have sinned against you, Father, in our thoughts, in our actions, in our attitude, in the way we live our life before you. Father, even in places, Father, where no one can see, but you will, Father. So, Father, we repent and we ask you for your forgiveness. And we also ask you, Father, that you would see the blood of Yahshua that was shed on Calvary to cover our sins, to wash our sins
0: away, Lord.
1: And Father, we are walking in expectation, Father, because of what Christ has done, Lord, that, Father, you have washed us and cleansed us, O Lord, and that you throw our sins in the sea of forgetfulness, and that you remember them no more. We thank you, Father, that in Yeshua we have forgiveness of sins, that he is the high priest that is interceding on the behalf of us. And we thank you, Father, for your cleansing and for your washing. And Father, if we hold aught or unforgiveness against any human being, Father, any person, Father, Father, we release them in forgiveness, O oh Lord. We release him father we make a conscious decision to release him in forgiveness lord by faith and we ask oh father that you would help us to walk in that forgiveness oh lord we ask by the holy spirit lord god that you would take that, that fault that hurt and that you would wash it and cleanse it that we would not remember it no more, O Father. Father, give us your heart. Help us to see through your eyes, O Lord. Father, pour out your wisdom upon us, Father, that we may know how to deal with people, O Father, in this earth. Because we want to be like you, Lord. We want to be like you, Yashua Father, we want to be able to praise you with a clean heart and a clean conscience. We want to be able to walk upright before you, O oh Lord God, in right standing, Father, holding or hiding nothing from you. And we thank you, Father, that we know that we have the petition of you, but Father, because this is your will, for us to walk in forgiveness, for us to walk in love, for us to be transformed into the image of your son Yeshua. We thank you, Father. Father, that you give us desires, O oh Lord God. We thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. glory to your name O oh lord we magnify you and we uplift your holy name O oh lord god and we say thank you sister janine can you continue the prayer i have to uh check on something
2: i exalt you behold you. I presume upon your presence even now, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. My strength and my redeemer. I will run unto thee, Lord. I will run after thee. God's Thank you so much for the new work that you are doing in the hearts of the servants, those of the people who are with you. You came to the school. You came to the school.
1: Kind of a buffalo sound on your end. Can you uh, log off and call back in? Thank you, Father. Glory to your
0: name, O oh Lord.
1: Glory to your name, O oh Father. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Wonderful Savior. Magnificent and awesome are you. And today is the day that you have set aside for yourself, O oh Lord. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are clearing up Sister Janine's line. Father, that we can hear her clear, Father, without the muffled sound, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord, that you control the airways, O oh Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, O Lord God. And we cover, Father, this meeting in the blood of your Son, Yeshua. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for joining us. We thank you, Father, for the angels that are encamped on this line. We thank you, Father. Father, I ask that you will bless every soul that dows in, O Lord God to this study I ask oh Father that you would show them wondrous and marvelous things out of thy law O oh, Father I ask O oh, Father that they would be blessed coming in and going out O oh, Lord I ask oh Father that the Holy Spirit would illuminate our hearts and our minds in this group O oh, Father We want your presence here, O Lord. We want to hear from you, O Father. And we thank you for your presence, Lord. We ask that your will be done concerning this study, concerning this group. Father, that you would add to it, O Father, according to your will, according to your desire. We thank you, Father. And we bind up, Father, every demonic spirit that will come to attack, that will come to distract. We cancel their assignment against every person that calls in, every person that participates. We cancel their assignment. And we speak that the blood of Yahshua is against Every demonic force, every assignment that will keep the people of God from seeking you, Father. We thank you. Father, we thank you for this, for study two and preparation of the bride. We thank you, Father, for the revelation in the king's chamber, which is your king, Lord. And as we go through study two, oh, Father, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would illuminate our hearts and illuminate our mind, oh, Lord. Father, that you would reveal things to us, Father, that we knew not of, oh, Lord. And that you would refresh things in our heart, Lord, that you have already spoken to us, oh, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you are the Alpha, And that you're the Omega. That you're the beginning and you're the end. We thank you, Lord, that we can lean upon you. We can rely upon you. That we can seek your face, O Father, and find you, Lord. We thank you, Father. And we glorify your name, O Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yahshua. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, Father. Can you continue praying, Sister Janine? Glory to God. Glory to God. And all praise and adoration belongs to him. Welcome once again to another study in the preparation of the bride. Glory to God. I just love uh, our time of uh, meditation before we go into the word um, to set the atmosphere for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to uh, enter in. Hallelujah. I am walking in expectation of the king to reveal things to us concerning us. And, uh, study two begins our journey, hallelujah, And discovering who we are and who our king is. Last, our last study, which was study one, was, um, talking about the shoot of woman. She was expressing her love for the king. And, um, This was after, um, during her time of uh, repentance, when she received um, the Lord as her, received the King as her Lord and Savior, and uh, she began to express her heart to the king and how she longed um, for him and for him to pursue her and she's pursuing him. And now the king, because she opened up her heart and asked the king to do these things, the king is now inviting her into his chamber. Hallelujah. It is a privilege to be able to to be invited into the king's chamber Glory to God. I had just posted on Facebook a hallelujah for the message of the king's chamber picture of how a king's chamber looks. It's a place where, um, where there is peace, tranquility, where there's privacy, hallelujah, in the king's chamber where there's one-on-one hallelujah with you and the king. Glory to God. And we're, um, Studying that workbook called Preparation of the Bride, hallelujah, a study of the Song of Solomon by Bob and Rose Weiner. So we're going to get into that, and we're going to have, uh, we already prayed for the class, and I think uh, Sister Janina's is on the line. Glory to God, has your phone cleared up, sister? I'm on here. Well, praise God, it's cleared. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're coming out of the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6. Hallelujah. In the preceding study, we noticed that as soon as believers begin to cry out to know God for himself alone, the Lord brings them into his chambers. Notice that this is not a banqueting house. But his chambers, a secret place where she would be prepared for a fuller knowledge of the Lord. And, and this study, study two, is, is deep. Hallelujah. And question one reads What was the first revelation the maiden received in the king's chamber? In Psalm chapter 1, verse 5, it reads. I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. This blackness was from the heat of the sun, verse 6. Look not upon me, because I am black, because the sun had looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard have I not kept. The spirit of God will deal deeply with all those believers who make the confession of the maiden. We run, we will run after thee. To those who utter this cry, he will reveal all that is contrary to the mind of God in their hearts and lives. The maidens Recognition of her blackness is not an acknowledgement of the former sins that have been put away. All that was knowingly wrong in her life has already been put away, or she would never have been able to come to this place of intimate fellowship in the king's chamber. The redeemed ones cry, I am black is a revelation of the blackness of the unrenewed mind. The mind that has been corrupted for so long by Satan. It is a revelation of soul power, of everything that is a product of the soul life. It is a revelation of the unsubmitted soul of man, mind, intellect, emotions, and will all of which must be brought under the control of the spirit. Once the maiden only thought of the blackness as sin, but now she sees the blackness of her unrenewed soul. And here is where the, where the king wants to deal with us at concerning our unrenewed soul. And this is where we, hallelujah, fellowship with the king, and he begins to reveal things to us. Question two reads, what does the heart of the believer cry at this point in the revelation of God? Turn your sword to Job chapter 42. Verse 5 and 6, we're going to read. Glory to God. And it reads out, the Amplified. "I I heard of you only by the hearing of the ear. But now my spiritual eye sees you. Therefore I loathe my words. And abhorred myself. And repent in dust. And ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Here. In Job. Among the ancient Hebrews. To sprinkling with. Or sit in ashes. Was a mark. Or or token of grief. Humiliation. Or penitence. Ashes on the head. Was one of the ordinary signs of mourning for the dead. Glory to God. Job was brought in the presence of God. Job is revealed to himself. Hallelujah. During um, the ordeal that he had. Now Job had no knowledge that it was all the work of the enemy. That came up against him. But if you read the story of Job. Satan had to go ask for permission. He just couldn't do what he wanted to do to Job. But he had to go ask for permission. And God allowed it. But during this trial of Job. Job is revealed to himself. And no sense he was no sense a hypocrite, but godly and possessing a faith of which all his afflictions could not shake. Job was yet self-righteous and lacking in humility. Um. If you will read Job chapter 29. Now, he wasn't a, Job wasn't a hypocrite. But it was some things in his soul that God needed to deal with. And you can read that in in Job chapter 29. The godly are afflicted that they may be brought to self-knowledge and self-judgment. Such afflictions are not penal for their sins, but purifying, remedical. It's to bring out those things in our hearts that is not pleasing to God, that are hidden, that we don't know anything about. And I tell you, when you go through afflictions and trial, glory to God, things begin to surface. Yes, indeed. Best of all, such self-knowledge and self-judgment is the prelude to greater fruitfulness. Hallelujah in Job's latter end he was greatly blessed. Job forty two seven through seventeen read After the Lord has spoken the previous words to Job, the Lord said to Ephas, the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job has.
0: Now wow. these,
1: you know, when you're going through tribulation and affliction, the enemy always sends three friends, hallelujah, to condemn you. Instead of them seeking the face of God and asking God, why this is going on with Job, they lean to their own understanding and began to accuse Job of sinning against God now therefore take seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering see they needed to repent the same person that they were condemning God turned that thing around that they had to go to that same person that they condemned Mm
0: -hmm. for him
1: to pray for them
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my
1: servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept his prayer, that I deal not with you after your folly, folly, and that you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job has. See, when we're going through affliction, or if we know of someone that is going through afflictions, or tribulations, or trial, we have to be careful how we deal with them. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. We have to be careful. Meaning we must seek the Lord's face concerning them and not bring condemnation and judgment upon them. Not accusing them of things that they are doing that they have not done. Here, the Word of God says here in Job that God became angry with these three men. Now they claimed, now they came to comfort Job, glory to God, but they were comforting Job out of their flesh, flesh. Okay. not from the Spirit. Okay.
0: And God
1: was seeing that. But in Job's affliction, not once did he accuse God or blaspheme God, hallelujah, in his affliction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the whole um, the rest of the verse, but if you're following me, you get what I understand. That when we know that somebody is going through something, that we must be careful how we deal with them and vice versa. People must be careful with us when we're being tried and afflicted. See, because nothing can happen to you as a child of God without Yahweh's approval. And, you know, it's hard to remember that when we're being afflicted. I've I've fallen there. That it's hard to remember that. That nothing can happen to you as a child of the king unless Yahweh allows it. And if he allows it, there's a lesson to be learned in it. Glory to God. That's why the word says, judge not, lest ye be judged by the same measure you have judged. We don't know what, why a person is going through what they're going through. Now, if they blatantly live in a life of sin. You know, there's no question, then you know. But if that brother or sister is walking upright before the Lord, and the enemy comes in to attack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One um, sister in the Lord said to me, I can't believe that Satan just targets you out. Well, it's obvious that you did not read the book of Job. The Bible said Job was a righteous man, upright in heart. <laughs> but yet, he was attacked. Hallelujah turn your, swor- your sword your sword your <laughs> sword to john okay. fifteen two next john the gospel 15 and 2. okay yes okay. fifteen Amen. two glory to God and it reads in john fifteen two yeah. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. Isn't Uh, Yahshua compassionate? We go through a pruning process. That we, we go through a pruning process. Um, gardeners yeah. understand what that means. That we, we are constantly being cleansed and pruned so that we can bear more fruit. Hallelujah. But if we stop yeah. bearing fruit, and what is the fruit? The fruits of the spirit. Yeah. We are thrown and thrown into the fire. But the king wants us to bear more fruit. He wants us to be able to stand up under afflictions as Job did without cursing him, without turning our hearts away from him. But that we may be drawn, hallelujah, to the king so that we can see ourselves, judge ourselves, and repent if need to repent glory to God the word transparent means free from gall candid or open free from deceit God wants us to be transparent hallelujah glory to God and as many that are not transparent that wear a mask hallelujah That's not open or honest. And God knows this. He wants to bring the bride to a place where she sees herself or see himself as they really are. And if there's things in our heart, God wants to deal with those things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's because he loves us. In Psalms 51.17, you don't have to turn there. These are reference scriptures concerning what we just read. I'm sorry, let's go to Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5 first. That is Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. And it reads out of the Amplified, Then said I, this is Isaiah, Woe is me, for I am undone and ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. See, you cannot come in the presence of the King and feel that you're clean. Wow. That you're righteous. Righteous. Because he's the only one that is righteous. He's the only one that was able to die for our sins because he had no sin. And he, God wants to bring us to that place where we look at ourselves in the presence of the king. Even Peter told Joshua <laughs> that he was not worthy, that he was an unclean man. Hallelujah. And the king wants us, Yahweh wants us to come to that place that we acknowledge that we are unworthy, Lord. And that's not, um, it's not in the sense of you degrading or downing yourself, but in all honesty, we, our flesh is, is sin. We are capable of sinning. <laughs> Even though Christ died on the cross. Dealt with sin once and for all, we we are still tempted by sin, and it's up to us whether to say no, yea, or nay. We should never get to that place where we think that we cannot be tempted by sin. Hallelujah! As long as we're in the as long as we walk in this flesh, our bodies have not been renewed. Glory to God. We have the capability of yielding to sin. Yes, amen. But the king wants to bring us into his chamber so that we will be able to see this about us. How we constantly need him in our lives to strengthen our spirit man that our soul may be strengthened to resist sin hallelujah and i in psalms chapter 51 verse 17 now here is talking about david the bible says that david was a man after god's own heart and i often pondered that statement about david okay lord yes he was quick to see him but what was it about david that god would say that concerning him David wanted to be obedient to God and to please God. Because when he sinned with Bathsheba, David at that time did not repent automatically. If you do a study on David, when he sinned, it took a year before David repented of that sin. Wow. Hallelujah. And God had to send a prophet to him to reveal that sin to him. Because David thought that what he did was okay. And we as believers can come to that place as well. We should never think that we are exempt from the attacks of the enemy. Amen. We should never come to that place thinking that oh I'm so righteous. I you oh, oh I pray a lot and I read You should never come to that place. Because the word said that David was a man after God's heart and he failed. Mm-hmm. And 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 the result of him coming to back to God and repenting is Psalms fifty one. The whole book of Psalms 51. Let us read verse 17. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it. And it says, my sacrifice, the sacrifices acceptable to God is a broken spirit. This is David speaking, a broken and a contrite heart, broken down with sorrow for sin and humbly and thoroughly pented such as. Oh God, you were not despised. This is David. When the prophet came and spoke to David, he didn't openly tell David, Well, you sinned against God, and yeah. He gave him a story. And when David realized that it was him, David was crushed in his spirit, he was weighed down in his spirit. And he humbled himself and repented. And this is the heart that God is looking for. This is what the king is desiring from us, his bride. A broken and a contrite heart. See, the sacrifices, the works that you do for the king, okay, that's good. But what God, what pleases God is our, our brokenness, our contrite heart, our sorrow for sin, that we can humbly admit, Lord God, I just went in that store and I stole something. Acknowledging it to God. And the hard part is to humble yourself is to take it back. That's the hard part. <laughs> Glory to God. Or, if we have wronged someone or said something to them that was not godly god if we allow God to reveal ourselves to us, we will find that it's things that we have said, things that we have done that was not pleasing to God, and sometimes god would ha- we would have to go to such a point that we humble ourselves and go back to that person and acknowledge that we were wrong. We should never be in a place where we're too proud to admit when we're wrong. We are not always right because we are humans. We fall short of God's glory all the time. If you if you would, you can write these scriptures down the cross reference for Psalms 51:17 and there's a lot of them. Psalms 34 verse 18. Isaiah fifty seven verse fifteen. Isaiah chapter sixty six verse two and we're gonna turn to Hebrews in your sword chapter thirteen verse sixteen Amen. Hebrews chapter thirteen Verse 16. Come in, sweetheart. You just had some water, darling. Go back out there and play now. Go, go play. Go ask your sister to put some apple juice in your thing. Okay. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, it reads, Do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good to be generous and distribute and contribute to the needy of the church as embodiment and proof of fellowship, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. That's pleasing to God. When we see a brother or a sister within the body of Christ that are in need, Here it says that this is proof of our fellowship. This is proof of our fellowship. Hallelujah. This is pleasing to God. You know, someone said, uh, told me that you can't please God. And I just looked at this verse. (laughs) You haven't been reading your word. You haven't been reading the New Testament. Here it tells me that when we do good to the saints, that it's pleasing to God. Glory to God. 2 yeah. Kings chapter 22, verse 19. Can you turn your sword there, Sister Janine, and read that for me, please?
2: Yes, indeed. Hold on a minute while well, I go there. 2nd Kings 22 and 19. Okay. I'm there. 2nd Kings 22, verse 19 reads. I'm in the New King James Version of the Bible. And it says, Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants that they would become a desolation and a curse and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you says the Lord. Praise the Lord.
1: Now the king of Judah, this is the king of Judah. Some things were going on that displeased the Lord that caused his judgment to come. But the king of Judah, in verse 18, it talks about he, the king of Judah, he inquired of the Lord.
0: Mm. He inquired
1: of the Lord concerning what was going on. Mm. And in verse 19, it says, because he... Because his heart was, because he repented in his heart for his people. God heard him. That was pleasing yeah. to God. Yes, yeah. Glory to God. Even when it comes to a sister and brother, and you know, um, hallelujah, that they're doing things that they should not be doing, Us, us as, as mature in the things of God, we should begin to repent for them. This Praise is pleasing God. to God. Instead of bringing judgment and condemnation upon them, hallelujah, which will drive them further to the road of hell, we should begin to repent and cry out to God for them and inquire of God for them. How many many of us have done that? How many of us have really actually had had true love in our heart for a brother or sister? Because the word is God says that love covers a multitude of sin. And what is he saying? Do you love that brother or sister enough that you would lay prostrate before me concerning them? That I may go and heal their land, heal them. Hallelujah! Are you willing to call and minister to that person, tell them I love you in spite of what they're doing? But it's sad to say that the body of Christ have truly went away from the things of God. We would disassociate ourselves with people that are not where we are at. This breaks God's heart. Teach, sister. You teach. say that you are my friend. I'm sorry, what you say, Sister Janine?
2: I said, to God be the glory, teach, sis.
1: teach. We say that, oh, that's my friend, you're my friend, but the minute that they do something that you don't like, you want to disconnect yourself. Is that God? Is that love? See this is why it's important to enter into the king's chamber because the king want to reveal some things about you to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's um let's turn our swords to 2nd Chronicles chapter 33 Verse 12. Hallelujah. And this is all dealing with question two. When the believer cry at this point in the revelation of God, what does the heart of the believer cry at this point? Lord, I retract and repent in dust and ashes Woe is me, for I am ruined. I am a man or a woman of unclean lips. We are critters. Let's keep it real. We are critters. Hallelujah. In Second Chronicles chapter thirty-two, verse three, it reads, "When he was in affliction." He besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. Hallelujah. Here it is. Mahesh. What was that second Chronicles
2: 32 and 3? 33. Chapter 33. Okay. Okay. Verse
1: 12. And thirteen. This is Manhesha. He prayed to him, and God, entreated by him, heard his supplication, and brought him again to Jerusalem to his kingdom. Then Manhesha knew that the Lord is God.
0: The Lord wants to
1: bring us to the, huh? That was Manhesha. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Come in, sweetheart. No, sweetheart. The Lord wants to bring us to the point. He wants to show us our heart. He wants to show us us. And the only way that can be done is that we have to come into the king's chambers. That's why the title is the revelations, which means more than one. In the king's chamber. Amen. Psalms, uh, you can write this down. Psalms 22, verse 24. And Psalms 10. Uh, Psalms 102, verse 17. Which I'm going to read that. Can and you it read reads those of over? A, okay. Can you read those um, You went a little Chronicles. 2nd Chronicles, chapter 33, verses 12 through 13. Okay. Psalms, chapter 22, uh-huh. verse 24. Okay. And Psalms, 102, verse 17. All right. Which reads... Psalms 102, verse 17 reads, He will regard the plea of the destitute and will not despise their prayer. He wow. will regard the plea of the destitute, means broken in spirit, contrite heart, and will not despise their prayer. Praise God. Psalms 147. Verse 3 reads, he heals the broken hearted and yes. binds up their wounds, yes. curing their pains and their sorrows. Yes. The word broken hearted means full of sorrow. See, see, the king doesn't want you to come. Oh God, I repent. Woo, woo, woo. He wants you to be broken up about it. Yes. He, he, he wants he he, because he wants your mind to be transformed. He wants your soul to be transformed. Hallelujah. He wants you to be broken up about that thing that you just did. Yeah. Glory to God. And and I mean it, it, it has to be in the heart as a matter of the heart. Glory to God. It says in Matthew's chapter five, verse three, and I want you to really hear this out of the amplified because it's real deep. Blessed, happy to be envied, and spiritually prosperous. With life, joy and satisfaction, regardless of their outward conditions, are the pure in spirit, the humble, who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God ain't looking for no proud folks. Praise God. He is seeking the humble in spirit, the poor in spirit, humble in spirit. How the word said don't think too highly of yourself. Then you ought to. Hallelujah. Here in the king's chamber, he wants to show you you. And, and, and we sometimes really don't want to see us because we critters. A broken, he broken, full of sorrow. Contrite means feeling or expressing pain or sorrow for sins or offenses. Remorseful. When you're remorseful and full of sorrow, feeling or expressing pain of sorrow for your sins, then you can come to the king and really repent.
2: Can I say something? Because if it's done from
1: the heart. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Sister Janine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You said if it's done from the heart. It is done from the heart. Because if you do it from the heart, if if it's if your heart is penetrated and broken, you will not do that act again.
2: Praise God.
1: That's what repentance means. You're broken in your heart. You I mean you just you, like David. Oh my goodness, Lord, I mean you broken up about it. hmm On my first day at work. Hallelujah, this fits perfectly in. I'm happy. Glory to God, I got a job. Mm -mm -mm. I'm getting ready to do this thing. I went and asked somebody to get something off a shelf for me that was too high and too heavy for me. Next thing I know, the manager's calling me. She sat me down. She said, I mean, I got rebuked. This was my first day at work. Did you, did you not say that you can lift 50 pounds? Woo, 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 woo. I mean, she was railing on me. Even though she, you know, wrong when she did it because it was my first day. I didn't know that I was, you know, not supposed to ask somebody to do that for me. But in that lesson, I learned, I told her and I looked her straight in the eye. I said it would never happen again. And it has never happened again. God wants us to come to that point when he shows us something and we're broken that we're the father and mean it from our heart. It would never happen again. This is repentance to me. That when we're broken up about something. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants us to come to that place. Where Satan can find no room in you,
0: he can It's not right. in you that he
1: can use. Right. Moving mm-hmm. on, Job cried out, "I abhorred myself." That's out of the King James version. Why Isaiah cried out, "I am ruined." When this self-abhorrence is real and deep, the soul has no hesitation and acknowledging it. If you have your book, underline that. When this self-abhorrence is real and deep, the soul has no hesitation in acknowledging it. Many desire the self-life dealt with in secret and are not willing to be as honest before others as they are before God. This pride must be broken before deliverance comes. Here it says that's a form of pride. Even our spiritually religious appearances must be surrendered so that we may be brought into a life of transparent reality, both before God and man. And what did I say that transparent meant? Free from gout? Candid or open, free from deceit. Glory to God. Yes. He wants to bring us to a point of transparent reality both before God and man. And I'm gonna tell you now, I'm a critter. <laughs> I have not arrived like Enoch has. Enoch was so pure in his spirit that God had to take him. Now that's deep. He was one of a kind in the book of Genesis that God had to take him. He didn't die. God translated him. That's deep. Question three, in realizing her blackness, what else does the maiden realize? I am lovely. Even though she realized her unrenewed soul, yet she see that I am lovely. Four, what experience did Paul have along this line? Let's turn our sword to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to read. Can you read verses 8 and 9, sister?
2: Sure. Um, Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 says, Yet indeed, I also count all things,
1: Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Let me read that. That was the, Ameri- the New American King James that you just read out of? The New King James Version. Okay. That was the New King James Version. Let me read that out to amplify it. Yes. Yes. Furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege The overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, uh, refuge, drunks, drags, in order that I may win, gain Christ, the Anointed One,
0: and that I may actually
1: be found and known as in Him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic rituals of rightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ the anointed one the truly right standing with God who comes from God by saving faith Paul lost every worldly thing so that he can be acquainted with Christ how many of us are willing to go that far in a relationship with the king to the point where you lose everything whether it's material whether it's friendship Whether's whatever, to become, to gain, to win Christ," he says,
0: that he may be
1: found and known as in Him. Not having any achieved self-righteousness or, or, or being counted by his works, he count all those things as dung. How many of us are willing to go that far in our relationship with the king? Yes,
0: Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the answer, what
1: experience did Paul have along this line? I have suffered the loss of all things. I may be found in him, not by my righteousness, but through faith. How does the maiden describe herself in symbolic terms? Like the tents of Kedar? Kedar means dark room or chamber. Like the curtains of Solomon. And we know in the temple that the curtains were fine linen. Hallelujah. In the temple. In the manner the moon illustrates the church and that it has no light of its own but reflects light from the sun. Believers reflect the light of Yahshua, Jesus. Or at least we're supposed to reflect the light of Yahshua. Question six. The curtains of Solomon were made of fine linen. What does fine linen in the scriptures represent? Revelation chapter 19 Verse 8 reads, Revelation chapter 19 verse 8 reads, She has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen, dazzling and white. For the fine linen is, is, signifies, represents the righteousness, the upright, just, and godly living, deeds and conduct, and right standing with God of the saints, God's holy people. And he, the king, wants us to come to this point point, that everything that we say and do is of God, is is out in the image of Christ. The tents of Kedar and the curtains of Solomon are a Hebrew parallelism. Fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Question seven reads, how are we made righteous? Turn your sword to Romans chapter four. And we're going to read verses three through five. Glory to God. Romans chapter four, verse three reads, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in, trusted in God, and it was credited to his account as righteousness, right living and right standing with God. Now to a laborer, his wages are not counted as a favor or a gift, but as an obligation. Something owed to him. But to the one who, not working by the law, trusts, believes fully in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited to him as righteousness, the standing acceptable to God. It is by faith. We are made righteous by faith, and only faith. Therefore, we see that the righteous acts of the saints are faith acts. And when you do faith acts, you're not looking for anything in return. Glory to God. But you're doing it out of faith. Hallelujah. Because you have love in your heart to please God. That goes back earlier Uh, in the scripture in Hebrews goes back to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16 talks about when we see a brother or sister in need that we are to help them that's a faith act when you're not looking for anything in return you're doing it out of a pure heart of love glory to God these things please God. Hallelujah. Therefore, we see that righteousness, righteous acts of the saints are faith acts, believing God and acting on the truth of his word. We see then that the maiden, though dark in her soul light and in need of a renewed mind, believes God and it is accounted to her as righteousness. Question eight, as a result of this revelation of blackness, what is the cry of the maiden to those around her? Do not stare at me because the sun has burnt me. It is the discipline of the Lord that has withered the maiden's flesh and made the life of the flesh to be of no account to her. In other words, she's dying to the flesh. God is spoken of in scripture as being a sun, a consuming fire. He has scorched her with his terrible holiness and caused her to be black. Praise and esteem becomes most painful to the maiden because her soul is conscious of what she is within herself. She feels that she has been laid, laid bare to every human as well as to the eye of God. Any desire within her to be admired or honored passed away. She only craves a deeper abasement so that her Lord alone may be seen. And it's all about Christ. She wants her king to be seen in her. We should have that same desire that when people see us, they see Yahshua in us. Question nine. What words of Jesus do go along with this attitude of the heart? Turn your swords to Luke 14 verse 26. Luke 14 Verse 26, and it reads, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, and likewise, his wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life also he cannot be my disciple. Christ the Lord is above all in everything the lord he He wants us to come to that place not not to hate them literally in that sense of hatred, glory to God, but that he comes first. Acts 20 verse 22 through 24 hallelujah as a clue of the meaning of what Jesus is saying here. In order to be a disciple of Yahshua Jesus we must hate our soul life. In order to be a disciple of Yahshua we must hate our soul life. Question 10, and what has she been caught up and what has she neglected? She has been caught up in caring for the vineyard, working for God, have not taken care of her own vineyard. She has got caught up in taking care of everybody else's vineyard, but her own. We must come to a place in our walk with the king. That he comes first above anything else. It's okay to do works for God in the church and in the ministry. But when it comes to the point that that's all that matters to you and you're neglecting your own soul, then it's time to sit still and begin to really seek God. Because now you're doing the works of man. God is not pleased with that. He wants a relationship. We can compare this to the story of Mary and Martha. What was Mary doing? I'm on question 11. What was Martha doing? In Luke chapter 10, let's turn our swords to Luke 10, verse 38 to 42, glory to God, hallelujah, which, uh, which reads, Now, while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary, who seated seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me, to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken away from her. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, Yahshua, listening to his words. Martha was distracted with with much service. The enemy will throw distractions at you to distract you from sitting at Yahshua's feet. From spending that time with him. And, and, and it's a battle, glory to God, that, that we must face all believers. Hallelujah. And that we must pray in faith, Lord, help me. If we're having issues in this area that we're so concerned about other things around me and neglecting our relationship with the king, we must begin to pray, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Because the enemy does throw distractions to distract you from that relationship. And a woman, a husband and wife relationship, where the husband may be spending too much time at work. The, the, The wife gets upset. You're not spending any time with me. Or vice versa.
0: It's the same
1: thing. Praise the Lord. It's the it's the same thing. Glory to God. Distractions. The enemy sends distractions. Glory to God. And, and doing, doing this study and conference, you have already witnessed that, distractions. Because he does not want us to, to get that revelation from the king, being in his chamber. He doesn't want us to come to that place where we acknowledge that we need Yahweh. To help us. Distractions. Hallelujah. Whether they're good or bad. Draws us away from the king. Glory to God. Question 12. What was Jesus' answer to Martha? Only a few things are necessary. Really, only one. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Question 13. What exhortation did Jesus give of balance in the believer's life? Let's turn our sword to Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, pretenders, hypocrites. For you give a tenth of your mint and deal and common and have neglected and omitted the weightier, more important matters of the law. Right and justice and mercy and fertility, these you ought particularly to have done without neglecting the others. He says, These things you should have done without neglecting the others. There has to be a balance in our life. We must practice justice. We must practice mercy. We must practice faithfulness and balance that off with time with our king. In a relationship with him. Verse 14. In light of Galatians chapter 4 verse 26 through 29, what might my mother's son imply in Psalms 1, verse 6? In Psalms songs, songs 1, verse 6, it reads, part A, my stepbrothers were angry with me and they made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard my complexion I have not kept. Verse uh, chat, uh, Question 14, those who are born again, those who are born again, who are walking in the flesh. In Romans chapter 8 it says, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Here my mother's son are talking about those that have received Christ as their Lord and Savior, but yet they are still walking in the flesh. Question fifteen Why were they persecuting her? They were walking according to their flesh. Christ said, let the wheat and tear grow together. You have those in the church that that are walking in the spirit. Then you have those that are walking in the flesh. Those that are walking in the flesh are going to see the progress that you have with the king and begin to persecute you. Light, darkness, do not light. Light. Jesus said that men love darkness and will not come to the light. And this is the example of what's going on in the body of believers today within the church. That's why there's division and dissension and jealousy and all kind of things that's going on. Because men love darkness rather than light. They don't want to come to the light. You know why? Because their deeds will be exposed. But the king wants us to come into the light. That we can see who we are. That those things can be dealt with. So that we can be clean before him. Because Yahweh is a holy God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loves us that much. He, Christ loves us that much. Yes, God. That he will he, he, he don't want to help. He, he's not going to help you to destroy yourself. Amen. He's going to help you to come closer to him. And when Amen. he does that, he reveals those things that's in your heart. And if we think we all lack. I'm gonna pray for you. Amen. See, because the Holy Spirit would knock you off of your high horse.
0: Pride (laughs)
1: comes before a fall. And knock you off your high horse. And I'm yes, I'm referring. I'm I'm saying this to the leaders in the body of Christ. If you think that you all that, be careful. See, because the word said pride comes before fall and the Holy Spirit will knock you off of your high horse, will humble you. We are to stay humble before the king at all times. At all times. We should never think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We're just vessels that want to be used by the king when it comes to ministering to the flock. Hallelujah. And that is what's wrong with the body of Christ today. It's too many, uh, it's too many uh, chiefs on their horses running around giving orders.
0: But don't want to
1: humble themselves to come to the point that Job and Isaiah did. That they can truly help those that are in need. The body of Christ is hurting. We should never come to that place that we think we're too good to minister to somebody that's hurting. And if you think you're too good, then you need to sit down somewhere and ask God to humble you. The body of Christ is hurting. People in the church are hurting. Can I say something? Hurting. Sister? Yes. Yes, yes, uh, Sister Janine.
2: Well you um in the teaching um I I heard a lot of things. I heard uh the word repentance early on um in mm-hmm. this teaching and uh I got a new um understanding, if you will. About the process of repentance, there's a process of mm-hmm. repentance, and then um, what you you were just talking about uh, in terms of uh, how the Holy Spirit will deal with us uh, if we uh, are walking in pride and even in that in in when 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 the lord is dealing with us we have to have discretion and we have to have wisdom uh when dealing with the flock of god uh, someone may come to us and I mean really come to us with with some really deep needs some serious needs and I believe having that humble heart and um, having uh, uh, knowing in our minds and our hearts that, you know, we look to God for uh, sound counsel for those people. God, yes. Yahweh, he is the answer uh, to everything yes. and purpose of our giving counsel or direction or instruction is to point them to the word who is Yahshua. But we have to have discretion. And what I think has happened in the body of Christ, when a brother or sister really has a need and they go uh, to a leader or someone in the body and they share their um, situation, uh, many have not been discreet Many have made the mistake of sharing what brother or sister, uh, John or or Sally or whatever their names are, with others, and it has produced a type of hurt in the body to the point where we don't want to trust anyone. And we have to guard our hearts with all diligence. We have to be careful about that. And I believe there's a need for repentance uh, in that area. Lord, we know our expectation comes from you. But, Lord, yes. help us to forgive where we may have entrusted our um Secrets, if you will, or our issues with someone, and they share it with others. So, we we do have to be careful how we handle um, the flock Mm -hmm. of God, how we handle His people, and how we have to stay in the presence of God and and ask Him to help us to stay humble, you know, and to give us wisdom for counsel, and that we are discreet. But yet, we still, in the teaching you talk about, uh, in this study, how we have to be transparent, but there's a wisdom in being transparent, I believe. There's a time yes. when to share, and there's a time when not to share. That's
1: all I wanted to say. Amen, 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 and amen, and that is the truth, Sister Janine. That is the truth. Yeah. That there's so much distrust within the body of Christ. Why? Because we don't know how to shut the faucet off. I'm gonna put it plainly and
2: blunt. <laughs> we quick to talk, yeah. Right. You yes.
1: Know. Right. Let's and go. and Jesus dealt with nosy folks, believe it or not, in the scriptures. Yeah, he told them when mine, when uh <laughs> I believe it was two of the disciples asked Jesus a question about another brother that wasn't gonna die. He told them, "What business is that of yours?"
2: Of course.
1: <laughs> In other words, mind your own business, because we, we, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but see, the body oh, yes, of Christ, hallelujah. We right. we should never look down on someone.
2: That's right.
1: I wouldn't care what they're going through. We should never talk about no one. Hallelujah. If God showed you some things concerning that person, hallelujah, you should go to that person in love. Not with a judgmental attitude. Right. See, because they, they need help. Right. We always see the surface of something, but we never seek God for the root of the thing. Right. Glory to God. And we cause much damage. Right. As Sister Janine said, that we're not seeking the counsel of God. We're not using the scriptures when it comes to ministering to people. We use it not leaning to our own understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not realizing that the enemy can jump in there and put his little thoughts in there, too. Can I say and, something? And we we'll think it's from God. Yes, sister.
2: I went to a, I'm a part of a an alliance for women in ministry and business. And uh, I uh, went to the meeting today and uh, was approached by a sister who I haven't seen in maybe three years or so. And to be a, I, I'm a witness um, to what you're saying. And this woman of God approached me and she says, you know, Sister Janine, I need to speak with you. And I'm like, okay, hey, sis, how are you? Da, 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 da. You know how I am. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, I have something that I need to say to you. And I'm going to go to the scriptures. Matthew X Y Z. And she says, you know, um, you know, I, I was offended at you. I've been offended for some years because of something that you did. This is what she said. And the Holy Spirit all the while was just listen, X, Y, Z, because I didn't know what she was talking about because I haven't had dealings with her like that. And so I didn't go to defend myself or anything. I waited until I was prompted or given an unction by the Holy Spirit when it was my time to speak. But Mm
0: -hmm. I
2: knew in my heart that my conscience was clear. And what it was was in our family-owned business, I ran into her granddaughter some years ago. And what we do is what is called a business card introduction, and I introduced our business to her. I introduced the opportunity to see if she was interested. This young lady was well over 20 years old, but she was living with this sister, her grandmother. And the young lady came out. She expressed an interest in the opportunity, filled out the paperwork, did, you know, what the necessary protocol was. And then I hadn't seen her anymore. You know, sometimes our opportunity is just not for everybody. So I didn't think anything about it. Uh, come mm-hmm. to find out, this young lady painted this picture in the hearing of her grandmother's ear that I told her granddaughter I had a job for her, boom, boom, boom. Well, we don't offer a job. And I was very clear, and she sat in the orientation, but God said, so you don't have to defend yourself, Janine, because I was there the entire time. And so I explained to her, you know, what had happened, my side of the story, because it's unfair for someone to paint a picture about a person with that person not present, So this woman was walking around and had an all against me based on something someone else told her. And she knew the integrity and character of her own granddaughter. And so then when I began, she wanted to hear what I had to say about it, and I told her exactly what happened. She said, oh, my goodness, Jeannie, I've been walking around feeling like you did this, that. And I said, well, it didn't happen that way. And, I mean, if you want to, you, you know, speak to uh, our leaders in the business and, and the team, everybody was there. They know the mm-hmm. actual count of what happened. And so at the long and short of it, at the end of it all, repentance occurred. And I told her, I says, well, you know, I repent, um For the situation, I had no idea, and I told her, you have my phone number. You know how I am. I'm very approachable. You could have called me. She says, well, the onus is on me. I don't know why I didn't call you. But come to find out, she had been going through so much in her own life. And so what God revealed Mm -hmm. to me is sometimes people will displace their own anger on another person, and that person has nothing to do with it. But I thank yes. God for the opportunity to have been able to hear what this woman of God had to say. I didn't even know. I never knew anything. And she was walking around with all this hurt and this misunderstanding and, you know, based on the accuser of the brothering. And so yes. we have to yes. be so prayerful, you know, people have died because somebody lied on them. And these yes. are believers. Believers. Yes. We kill people with our mouths. We assassinate people's character. And the other person is somewhere living their life and they have no idea what is going on.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: So yes. this teaching and what you were just talking about, I had to bring that up because we never Amen. ever know what the devil is doing.
0: You know, yes. and
2: I didn't have to defend myself. The Lord, like Janine, that projection was that had nothing to do with you, but yet I still in my heart repented because that's my sister in the body.
1: Yes. Amen.
2: And I she, she can be free. You know. Yes. So. Amen. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to sow discord in the
1: body of Christ.
2: Yeah. Yes. And well,
1: we we can't we. Sister Janine, we 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 need to grow up.
2: Yeah. Right. For real.
1: Right. It doesn't make no sense that that we're supposed to have the spirit of Jesus on the inside of us, but yet we act like we don't, that we still have the spirit of Satan in us. And that's a dead spirit.
2: That's good that you said that because she said, I thought you, she said to me, well, I thought you had the spirit of Christ and you should have known that, my granddaughter was XYZ. I didn't know anything about, you know, her granddaughter. Her granddaughter was like anybody that we would approach and present the business opportunity to. Uh-huh. She was a grown woman. And so exactly. that, again, is the enemy, you know, buffeting, poking, and prodding. And I didn't react. Uh-huh. I just listened to her, and I allowed the Holy Spirit to do pretty much most of uh or all of the talking until I was given an okay to say something. But then it allowed me to um, uh, peep into how slick the enemy can be and how he wants to destroy us and yeah. the body of Christ.
1: Yeah. To bring division. Yeah. You know, and right. it's sad that people think that Christians are supposed to be superhuman, Superman. Yeah. Mm -hmm, We are human. We have a flesh just like you have a flesh. If you cut us, we will bleed red blood. Just like the Caucasians thought that the black people, blood was different from theirs. Yeah, I heard that. We bleed red blood. We are human. We are men. We are dust just like you are dust. Hallelujah. Some are a little bit more mature than others. But we're still human. We do not have a crystal ball sitting in front of us. Thank God we kicking don't. Kicking and prying into folks' lives. Well, you—you you a Christian? You should have known that. No, I shouldn't. Have. No,
2: I shouldn't. That's right. How would I know? Because you I don't have a
1: crystal life. ball sitting in front of me for every person that comes in my life.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: We're supposed to, as Christians, we're supposed to be as Jesus was. Treat them with love and respect, but we're not right. supposed to uh, operate in witchcraft and divination. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, right, right, and that's that's a. If some of y'all on here
1: don't like what I just said,
2: we are not right. witches that's, and we're not
1: warlocks. We are human beings. That's, that's we are dust.
2: That's right, and that's if what the God Holy Spirit
1: me. chooses. Amen. Yeah. If the Holy right. Spirit chooses. Notice I said chooses yes. to reveal something to us. He's revealing yes. that to us, not for us to condemn and to judge,
2: right, right? but
1: to pray and to bring healing in that person's life.
2: Amen.
0: We do Amen. too
1: much damage to the people of God.
0: Because we have a lack
1: of understanding of how the enemy operates. Do you not realize that the enemy even used the very word of God to Christ in the desert? Absolutely. Come on, people. He will use the word of God to trap you up. I'm telling you.
2: That is so God that you said that because that is what Holy Spirit revealed to me, Janine. Uh-huh. Keep your eye on me because this was sent to trip you up. Come on. That that was sent to throw me off, to 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 Get, get you to walk in to
1: offense.
2: Walk in offense, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely.
1: Like a domino effect.
2: Mm-hmm. That's how the enemy operates slick like that. C-
1: come on now, sister. The Bible he said slick. that he was slick. I said in, the, in Genesis three, he was subtile and was real slick. He
2: was slick. Come on, mm-hmm. man!
1: If the enemy, if the he can't come to you with the horns, and he don't even look like that, y'all. But he can't come to the you right, looking right. all evil and mean. Cause see, you go. He can't come to you like a monster. Mhm.
0: Cause if you had any
1: common sense, you would run. But the Bible says that he disguises himself as an angel of light. Yeah, Perpetrated himself as a believer. Yes, as someone that is holy, and will use the word of God
0: to trap
1: you (laughs) up.
0: That's why
1: it's important to have time in the King's chamber.
2: That's it. There you go, sis. That's it right there. I tell see, you, see, sister where Jane, I, uh, I know
1: that you going through that process. I've been through that process. The enemy is so slick he will use your love for yeah, someone right. to trap you up.
2: Right. That's right. That's right. That we
1: that's why Jesus said that if you if you don't hate, woo woo woo, woo 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 Woo, 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 woo more than me, you're not worthy. Amen. Not we got that. to love Yahshua more mm-hmm. than anything in this earth realm. Right. Because he's slick. The enemy's slick.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: My Mary Martha. He had Martha so consumed in doing service. <laughs> she that she the needful thing was to see Christ and come to eat your food he didn't come to be entertained right he come to your house to teach mm. but instead of her sitting at the master's feet to learn she was too busy making food and serving them and woo 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 he didn't come for all that
2: hmm huh. I oh I oh I told a message on that.
1: Mm. We should be about knowing the King. Yes. Our focus should be on. I mean, we should be. Come on, I'm gonna go back in the beginning of the study where I say that when you meet the King, your when you meet your husband for the very first time, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit say to you, "That's him." Oh, you so excited! <laughs> <laughs> you so excited! Y'all spend hours on the phone. You can't wait to talk to him. I mean, woohoo!
0: It's on. <laughs> it's
1: on. Okay. Christ wants us to feel that same way about Him. Yeah. And some of you all may say, "Oh, Sister Jackie, you too, carnal. No, I'm not. He wants us to give our all in all to him the same way that we would do it for a human being. Well, that's why it's
2: called the bridegroom.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Hello for you religious folks.
2: No, for the deep ones.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the deep ones. (laughs) He wants you... I told her sister she was hurting because her husband left her. Woo, woo, woo. I said, girl, you need to give, You need to have a candlelight dinner with Yahshua. She thought that something was wrong with me. Oh. oh. I said, you need to set up a candlelight dinner with the king. You know that girl befriended me because I told her to do that? She
2: unfriended you? Yes, yeah,
1: she unfriended me.
2: Oh, wow. She wasn't ready for that. Because
1: you want to walk around in bitterness and be angry instead of going and spending time with the king so that he can heal your heart. Yeah. Right. That's all that was. Sit down and have a candlelight dinner with Yeshua. Mm. Let him woo you. Let him bring, bring healing and take the place of your husband. But she wants to stay bitter, angry, And upset instead of receiving wisdom and healing. Ain't much you can do now, is there? Moving on to question 16, Sister Janine. But you have those that are walking in the flesh and in the spirit, and he's talking about born again believers. Talking about believers, those that believe in Yahshua and Jesus Christ who gave their life to the Lord. Did they really, if they're still walking in the flesh?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. What cry mm-hmm.
1: does the maiden utter to the Lord in Song 1 and 7? In Song 1 and 7, it reads, can you read that, Sister
0: Janine?
2: <laughs> Just a second. I put my Bible down. <clears throat> Psalm of Solomon, verse 1, I mean, chapter 1, verse 7. Tell me, O you whom I love, where you feed your flock, where you make it rest at noon, for why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your
1: companions? Glory to God. She was asking the king. Yahshua, where do you pastor your flock at? Because she wanted to know. Where do you make it lie down at noon? She wanted to know. Because she wanted to be a part of that. In John chapter 10 verse 11 which reads, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd rests and lays down his own life for the sheep in psalms 23 talking about the good shepherd let's go there psalms chapter
0: 23
1: and we're just going to read a couple of verses of that the lord is my shepherd to feed guide and shield me i shall not lack He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness and right standing with him, not for my earning, earning it, but for his name's sake. It is Christ, Yahshua, that leads us, that causes us to lie down in green pastures, goodness. And when we begin to allow Him to lead us, and that means we have to really trust in His leading. For him to be able to do that. He will bring us to good pastures. The Shudamite woman wanted to know because she wanted to be with him. She wanted to hang out with him. Where do you pasture your flock? Where do you make it lie down at noon? In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 it reads, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm. He will carry them in his bosom and will gently lead those that have their young. Glory to God. In Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 12 reads, Thus says the Lord of hosts, In this place, which is desolate, without man and without beast, and all its cities, there shall again be dwellings and pastures of shepherds, resting their flocks. God will restore you. In Mecca, chapter 5, and verse 4 reads, And he shall stand And feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure. For then shall he be great even to the ends of the earth. He wants to feed you. He wants to secure you. He wants you to trust in his leading. In John. Chapter 6, verses 67 through 69 reads, Jesus said to the twelve, will you also go away? And do you too desire to leave me? Remember, he had a lot of disciples following him. A lot of people following him. Glory to God but then he talked about his body being of the, being of his he was he was the bread and wine and and they thought something was seriously wrong with him so they rejected him and turned away from him and this is what, why he is asking the question to the disciples the 12 that was left it was 12 of them left Jesus said to the twelve, will you also go away? And do you too desire to leave me? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words, the message of eternal life. Yeshua the Christ has the message of eternal life. The word of God in the New Testament has the message of eternal life. And we have learned to believe and trust and more. We have come to know surely that you are the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of the Living God. Where can we go, beloved, if Yeshua, the King, has words of eternal life for us? Why should we want to even go somewhere else to anyone else if Yahshua, the king, has eternal life in his words? Glory to God. I tell you, don't believe what I'm saying. Search the scriptures for yourself. Come to know the king for yourself. Enter into his chambers and I guarantee you that he's going to show you revelation of you. Glory to God. We shouldn't want to be like Joe Blue. I mean, I have heard preachers, they sound all alike. Be, God wants you to be a unique you. He has a message on the inside of you that only you can give and bring. You have a style of bringing a message. Don't copy and image yourself off of man, but image yourself off of Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, that has the words of eternal life. And he wants that eternal life to flow through you that others may drink of it and be saved and have that same rivers of living water flowing through them. Hallelujah. We are nothing but dust. We are mere men. But we want to be people of God that wants to be used by God to spread the message of eternal life through Yahshua. In John chapter 10 verse 11, I read that already, that he is the good shepherd and he gave his life for the sheep. We are the sheep. That he has given his life to. In John chapter 21 verse 17 reads, He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? With a deep incentive, personal affection for me. As for a close friend, Peter was grieved Was saddened and hurt that he should ask him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you, that I have a deep and incentive, personal affection for you as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Glory to God. We are to care. For the people of God if we are leaders we are, tr- we are to treat them gently hallelujah because this is God's flock this is not our flock when people follow us they're not following you they're following the Christ that's in you and we are to treat them tenderly as our great shepherd treats us We are to love them and the only way to do that, we must enter into the king's chamber. And our last scripture is Revelation chapter 7 verse 17, which reads, For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the springs of the waters of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yeshua is the Great Shepherd. He is the High Priest. He is our covering. Hallelujah. Yeah. He is the one that we are to keep our focus in eye on, not on man, but on yeah. Christ the Messiah Yeshua. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let us enter into the revelation of the King's chamber. That he may show us us. And it sounds scary, beloved. But it's for your good. It's for my good. It's for your good, Janine. Yes. Then we enter yes. in. Glory to God. Well, next Saturday, we're going to go into question 17, hallelujah, and 26. And, Sister Janine, I'm going to leave those to you. Hallelujah. Because I believe that the the Holy Spirit is going to give you some uh, revelation concerning those questions. Hallelujah. We meet every Saturday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Central time. Hallelujah. At 641-715-3570. Code 529267 pound. Please join us next Saturday as we continue our study in study two about the revelations of the king. Because it, it, it's time out for us playing church. It's time out for us being perpetrators. Hallelujah. Being vessels used by the enemy in the body of Christ. It's time for us to come to a maturity and to love one another seriously with a tender love, a compassionate love as Christ loves us. See, because Christ loves us so much that he gave his life for us. Are you willing to give your life for a sister or brother? Think about that. Ponder that this week. Am I willing to give my life for those whom I say I love? Think about that. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you concerning that. Are you? Do you love Christ enough to give your life for him? And believe me, Sister Janine, it's coming a time that we all going to have to make a decision. Either it's going to be, either you going to serve Lucifer or die for Christ. One of the two. And our brothers and sisters overseas are dying because they will not denounce the name of Christ. Are you willing to give your life for the sake of Christ? Praise God. I'm going to play this, the rest of the song and then we're going to close out in prayer. thank you, Lord God, for this lesson. We thank you, Father, that you are calling us into your chamber to spend time with you, Yahshua. We open our hearts to you. And we ask, Yahshua, during the course of this week, that you would begin to show us Come into our house. Come into each room, each door that we have in our soul. And reveal to us, oh Father, what we need to give over to you, Lord. You are drawing us in. We want you, Father, to cleanse us, to wash us. To mature us, O Lord, that we may be, and the believers of today, that we will be different people that are truly called out by you,
0: being transformed into your.